Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Good morning, everybody. What is up? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, March 31st. And you can tell I'm excited. It's a good day. Stayed up late last night with my daughter watching UCLA incredibly hold off the number one seed Michigan Wolverines in a Thrilling, bad basketball game. It was an awful game. I, I'm, before I just get into the more, more, most of the podcast, and we got some fun stuff today, I just have to say, Michigan did not make a basket in the final five minutes. They missed their last eight shots. Four of them were layups. I, I, I mean, I can't recall a bad, good game like that. It was, it was thrilling. We stayed up late. And, of course, five years ago this time, I was on the East Coast. And I told my daughter, you're lucky we're not in Pennsylvania anymore. Because your ass would have been in bed a long time ago since this is ending at about midnight Eastern. But um, we have a phenomenal show today. I do want to welcome all the new listeners. Listen, the podcast has had a really good run the last two weeks. A lot of new listeners. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Listeners, welcome in. Hello, it's me, Jason. And today we have a special guest, okay? To the newbies, we have a theme on this podcast where we like to find young and up-and-coming people in sports media. We've actually had two comedians on, one of them not so young. Um, and this guy we have today, his name is, his name is Jovan Buha. He's a 28-year-old who covers the Lakers for The Athletic. He's 28 years old. He was working for ESPN, covering the Lakers and Clippers in college. He's got a great story, really intelligent guy. We talk about Andre Drummond making his debut for the Lakers tonight. You're going to like it. We are bullish on the Denver Nuggets, who won again last night. I am extremely bullish on the Nuggets. Um... Also bullish on the Suns, less bullish on the paperclips. Those frauds lost again last night. (laughs) We'll get into all that coming up. But first, got to start with March Madness. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. I do want to say this. When I moved out to Los Angeles in 2016, okay, to do TV for FS1, do the radio for Fox Sports Radio, I would drive to the lot, and the lot is very close to the UCLA Westwood campus. And, of course, there's some young guys on the lot who were producers on shows, and even a guy, Doug Gottlieb, who comes over and does FS1, he would be like, yeah, let's go play some pickup ball at UCLA. I was like, oh, we could just roll up. They're like, no, you got to – um, get this UCLA gym pass. And I was like, fine, you know, sure. I'll go hang out on a college campus and play pickup basketball. Why not? Um, and so I got the pass. You basically have to make some kind of donation and then you get the UCLA gym card and you can go to the gym. And I gotta be honest, I walked on campus and it was like, 
wow, this is this is really a nice campus. And we go play pickup ball, and it was fun. And I'll never forget one time we played pickup ball at UCLA. Chris Carter, former NFL player, comes. And, you know, Chris Carter's got the loud voice. Everybody knows him. You know, you walk into the gym, There's I think there's four courts stacked next to each other, and there's people waiting on every court. It's annoying. It's college. And, you know, nobody does recognize me from TV. <laughs> I'm not a big enough name. Chris Carter, people instantly, the college kids coming up, yo, CC, what's up? People are fans. So we get on the court, 30-minute wait to, like, get on. And Chris Carter starts talking trash to college kids and starts calling all these fouls. It was awesome. We won our first game, lost our second. And then you wait, realize, like, a 45-minute wait. And at this time, it's rush hour. I got to drive a long way home. I'm like, I'm not waiting around. So, um, anyway, that's my story. I'm a fan of UCLA, okay? I've got, got a buddy who has season tickets. He went to UCLA He's one of these boosters who flies on the plane with some of the other boosters for the football team games. So I've sat, you know, second row UCLA games, and I like the program. And I got to say, I didn't see this coming, okay? Consider what UCLA just did to get to the Final Four, okay? Lost their Final Four games of the regular season. They get to the play-in game. They're trailing Michigan State by 16 points. Come back and win. They need two overtime games just to get to the Final Four. All that. And in the game last night against Michigan, this is staggering. Number one, no seniors on the UCLA roster. Not awed by the bright lights of the Elite Eight. Okay? Zero points from their bench. And coming into the season, not one player on UCLA had one game of NCAA tournament experience. It seriously is crazy. How UCLA pulled this off, it was staggering. Their first time in the Final Four since Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook, Darren Collison back in 2008. They are the first team, the Bruins, to go first four to the Final Four. Just an incredible run. I don't know how you can't not like this team. That being said, they're going to get choked out badly by Gonzaga. It is going to be a bloodbath. I saw the line open at 13 last night. I popped it. It went up to 13 and a half. I popped it again. I don't see them being able to hang with Gonzaga. Now, Rob G., I know you watch Gonzaga open a can on USC, and they just dismembered them. It was ugly. Um, like an idiot, I had USC getting nine points. It was 7 nothing in like a heartbeat. I think USC had attempted one shot, and they were down 7 nothing. I was like, all right, this is over. So I in-game bet. Gonzaga by 16 and a half, which is a dumb bet, but I need to chase because I knew USC was a loser. That bet covered, and um, Gonzaga's a machine, Rob. They're going to murder UCLA, right? Yeah, you know, I'm a UCLA fan too, so, you know, I'm excited that they made this run. You know, I already put on Twitter last night, uh, Johnny Juzang, hashtag future Laker. <laughs> like, he's, he's in my heart forever. Yeah, I need um, to ask you, does he remind you, just because he's an instant offense guy, they had, what, 50 points? I think 51 points. He had 28 of them. He got over half their points. Is he a little bit Jordan Clarkson-ish in that he gets the ball? He's just a professional scorer. Like he, Some people are assassins. I like to consider myself a professional shooter from three-point land. Johnny Juzang is just a scorer. He is going to get the ball and get buckets. That's what he does. So yeah, I, you do I think, think he's, he's a future, future NBA guy, right? Yeah, I definitely think he'll be a rotational NBA guy. Right. Um, I don't think that Clark. I mean, Clarkson is a, is a fair comparison because of the scoring. Yeah, but he's not as athletic as Clarkson, but he's a much better shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, when Clarkson was coming out of college. How about this stat, real quick, before you go on? Juzang, right? Played, I would guess, thirty six minutes. I uh, the box score doesn't have it that I'm looking at. Twenty eight points, zero assists, <laughs> and he had the ball in his hands like almost every possession. Zero assists for Juzang. Look, man, the, the the hand is for shooting, not passing. Okay, that, you get paid to score in, who are in this you, game. Who are you, Nick Young? <laughs> what does he say? Uh, the tattoos are only on the left arm because the right arm for buckets. That's what he said. Uh, no, but like as far as the the UCLA Gonzaga matchup, I, I also think Gonzaga is going to roll. Um, but I will say this: Gonzaga, whether they know it or not, is is under more pressure, I think, than any college basketball team that I can remember. I think maybe the most recent one would be 2015 Kentucky where mm. they were undefeated and lost in the final four. Now they lost and, to a veteran Wisconsin team, right? Correct. Kaminsky and Decker. 
And I think Jim Jackson's uh, son was the point guard on that team. I'm not 100%. I need to check that. But, like, that was a veteran Wisconsin team. Right. Uh, you know, Gonzaga playing this UCLA team without a senior. I don't know, man. This, this is a tall order for UCLA. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I fully expect Gonzaga to win. But what I'm saying is it's not so much that they're undefeated because we've seen, you know, St. Joe's, Wichita State, you know, go undefeated. Oh, yeah. It's that they are destroying everybody that they play. And it reminds me a lot of UNLV in the mm. 90s when they were blowing everybody out. So when it got to the final four, I think they lost to Duke, if I'm correct. They did. Um, and it got tight. And they didn't, they didn't know how to perform. Now, I, I don't think Gonzaga is going to have that problem because, like you said, I think that they're a much, much better team than UCLA. But for UCLA to go from the first four to the final four, and each game I thought that they were severely outmanned. I didn't think that they have the talent to match up with any of the teams that they beat. But they're just a tough, gritty team. Like, they, they don't give up. They're, yeah. they're, they're in the mix fighting for Scrappy. every loose ball. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you watch that UCLA game closely, it was 11-4 Michigan early. And then... Juzang caught fire, scored 12 straight. Because if he doesn't take over there, it's like, oh, man, this is, you know, Michigan rolls. And I'm just going to echo what you said. Gonzaga is used to beating people. This is one of the craziest stats I can remember in college basketball. Rob, they've won 26 straight games by double digits. 26 straight games by double digits. They haven't played a close game since December. Like, what's going to happen if UCLA is able to hang around? Do they get tight? Kispert and Suggs and Timmy. By the way, I put this out on Twitter, and it did not get well received. Timmy, the big fella, he's like 6'10". He's got the Fu Manchu, which I got to be honest, I've tried to rock that, and the wife just nixes it every time. She's like, do not even come to the dinner table with that. That is unacceptable. The Fu Manchu, though, looks tough. So Timmy looks tough. Did you see him going at Evan Mobley? the possible number one pick of USC. I mean, Rob, he went right at him, hit him with some up and unders, a little shakes, and Drew Timmy was celebrating after every bucket. He had 13 points in like five minutes. He was flexing. He did the like crowd thing. He did the Jordan shoulder shrug. I mean, I mean I'm kind of laughing, but I'm like, this guy has some moves. Like, I know people got freaked out when I said, you know, his absolute ceiling, best case scenario in Drew Timmy. He has a thousand lives, his best life ever. He reminds me of Kevin McHale with some of his low post moves. Now, Rob just fell out of his chair because he wasn't even born when Kevin McHale was up and <laughs> undering some folks in the 80s. I have a couple years on Rob. Listen, McHale was a, a low post just automatic. He was a bucket in the on the block. And that's how I see Drew Timmy. When he's going at a seven-footer, and, and, and without fear and scoring on him, I'm like, this guy, can, he can play in the league. I know he's a you know a big white guy and a bunch of people are, oh, he's a white stiff. No, no, this guy can play. He uh, Frank Kaminsky, you know, coming out of Wisconsin, I thought he was going to be better than he is. I think Drew Timmy can be better than Kaminsky, even though he's not a three-point shooter. You know, Timmy is a five. It, you know, can he handle Carl Anthony Town on the block? I don't know. But I know he's not going to back down from him. He's got a hell of a lot of offensive moves. Any read on Drew Timmy, Rob G? Well, I, I think he's a, a very good college player. I, I'm not good at projecting how guys are doing the NBA unless it's the really, really upper echelon guys. So like Evan Mobley, yes. Kate Cunningham, no. But um, Cody Riley from UCLA is oh, not gosh. the same kind of defender <laughs> as the Mobley guys. The Mobley guys are thin, athletic shot blockers. I, I think Riley can dunk. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. No, I'm just Listen, He was good but, against Alabama. Yeah, but he—he's—he he's a, a, a stout physical defender. He, you're, he's a I don't fire he's, hydrant. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to block a ton of shots, but he, you're not going to back him down either. That was a problem that Michigan had last night. Is even though he got in foul trouble when he was in, they weren't moving him off that block. They were shooting yeah. contested four footers that just kept clanking off the backboard. So. I, I think that he'll do better in that individual matchup than than the Mobleys did, but you know Gonzaga's a lot more than than Timmy. You know they got yeah. guys for days. I mean, uh, listen, uh, Riley. I, I joked that he's a fire hydrant. He's probably better, more like a refrigerator. Um, he's not. He's difficult to move, but he's just so foul prone. You know, uh, I, I wrote in my write up for Fox Sports. If he gets in foul trouble, 
UCLA's done. He got in foul trouble. UCLA won. You know, it, I, I still don't know how they won this game. It's it's unbelievable how they pulled off that victory. But Gonzaga is going to murder them. By the way, I just checked again. The line is up to 14 now for Gonzaga. So if you missed it, this is a little risky. Ken Palm, by the way, the analytics says Gonzaga by 12. The eye test says Gonzaga by a milli. And um, I don't know, Houston, Baylor, I guess we could weigh in on that on Friday's show. Uh, I did bet it. I don't want to give away my bet yet. Line has not really budged. That's not. That's going to be more of a rock fight, Houston Baylor. I think Gonzaga, UCLA will be kind of a train wreck. Um, I, I I really don't see a scenario where UCLA keeps this close. Outside of you know, Gonzaga rolls up on the game and they're like, "Hey, we're thirty and zero." And as you said, Rob, there there is some pressure here to be the first undefeated team in over forty years. I, I don't know, Rob. Watching Gonzaga, I'll wrap up on this. Do you think they are as good as, I don't know, some of those like Duke 90s teams, UNLV team that was a juggernaut, Kentucky 38-0, North Carolina's had some monster teams. Just on the eye test, does Gonzaga look that good? No. No, they they look great. I'm not going to say that they, they, they look awesome. But this is, and you'll admit that this is a very down year. In college basketball because of covid you know a lot of the top players are playing in the g league um you know the, the blue bloods had basically a, a gap year where they decided not to participate this mm-hmm. season and so gonzaga to their credit they have a, a seasoned team and their five star that they got played like a five star unlike some of the guys at duke so but they already had a kind of a head start to the season and I, I actually think, and we probably talked about this a couple weeks ago, that this is, you know, a uh, crossroads for the Blue Bloods. And I think there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Gonzaga is now, especially the way they recruit, they don't normally go with the five stars. They get the four stars and build them up for a couple mm-hmm. of years. They get a couple of transfers. So I think they are going to be the new model for college basketball. I just don't think that they have the same yeah. top-end talent as some of the other teams back w- in the day. One interesting note, and again, there's a lot of college hoops. To the new listeners, we do college hoops in March, and that's about it because that's all I'm allowed to talk about. I do like the sport. I gamble on it a lot, um, but – it's during football season, so good luck. Uh, quick note. Remember when Fran Fraschilla last week, and if you guys missed that pod, I suggest going back and listening to Fran Fraschilla talking about college basketball and the Blue blood struggling. He said transfers are the next wave. That's what people are going to target as the one-and-done elite guys go to the G League or overseas. And you guys know I'm an owner of a, a minority owner of a basketball team in Australia. 
And that's the league that had R.J. Hampton, who's now on the Orlando Magic, and LaMelo Ball, who's uh, injured now on the Hornets. Like, there are options for the elite one-and-done guys, right? So the transfers are where it's at. Little news on uh, Tuesday. Kellen Grady, who's the greatest player at Davidson since Steph Curry. You could also say the only player at Davidson since Steph Curry. He transferred to Kentucky. And now, Rob, this was kind of buried. You know, there's a lot of NFL rumors and, you know, the Justin Fields Pro Day and Andre Drummond coming up. And, like, this got buried. But just file it away for next March. Kellen Grady. This kid's incredible. He's a pro. I don't know why he didn't come out of his freshman year. I guess he didn't get a high enough grade or whatever. He's going to be in the NBA. He's going to Kentucky. This guy's a winner. This is where the Blue Bloods are going. They're going to be chasing the transfers. Because some of the one-and-done kids, if you get a 22-year-old as, you know, the kid from uh, Oregon, Duarte, 23 years old, playing against 18-year-olds, who's going to win that battle? Unless you're looking at, you know, Anthony Davis at 18, more often than not, the 22-year-old, 23-year-old transfer, these veterans are going to win. And that's where the action's at. All right, without further ado, here we are with Yovan Buha, who covers the Lakers for The Athletic. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a young writer who is big time on the rise. You know we like to identify guys before they blow up. I think this guy already popped. I mean, he worked for Simmons at Grantland. In college, he was covering the Lakers for ESP. I mean, this guy's done everything. His name is Jovan Buha. Yes, that's how you say it. He's with The Athletic. Jovan, how are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time. Now, uh, we got to start with this. You were a USC grad. Obviously, USC, an amazing tournament run. How closely have you followed it? And uh, you're a lifelong LA guy, right? I am. I am. Um, funny story. I actually grew up a UCLA fan, uh, oh. but when it came to going to school, uh, it, it was you know UCLA doesn't have a journalism program, so um, I had to switch uh, allegiances, and uh, I'm glad I made that choice. There's a lot of young guys who listen to this because I had started a website and I sold it, and I kind of got lucky. And uh, everybody, that's the most popular question I get over Instagram DM, dude. How do I get where you are? Like, and usually the path is. You go to college, right? You write for the school paper, maybe the local paper, and then you have to go to basically parts unknown, you know, Dubuque, Iowa, and and work at a small newspaper and work your way up the ladder, right? That's I'm sure you've heard this story with a lot of people, right? Yeah. I didn't want to do that, Yovan. And I'm sure you didn't either, being in L.A. a, a minute from Staples Center. So how did you go around that? Because everybody wants to come in the back door and rise up the ladder. Yeah. So that's a really good question. I mean, I, I do think that I, I don't know if it was intuition or, or what kind of led me to it, but I just had a little bit of a mindset shift where, you know, going to SC, it felt like everyone was doing the, as you said, writing for the school paper, uh, you know, working for the school TV station. And, you know, there's no knock on that, right? Like it's a tried and true formula mm-hmm. and it's worked for so many people. But for me, 
I've always been an NBA junkie since I was eight. And it's just been like, I, I don't even really consider myself a sports fan. I consider myself an NBA fan and I'm, I'm one of those types. So for me, it was just laser focus on, I wanted to cover the NBA. I wanted to be, you know, in an NBA city for college. So when I was making that decision, uh, ultimately it came down to USC versus Syracuse for me. And it was kind of mm. tough. Cause I was like, look at Syracuse uh, and all the alumni that they've produced. Right. And, and just how successful <laughs> yeah. they've been. But for, for me, I'm from LA, as you mentioned, and staying home, being around family and friends, but, but also being next to Staples Center. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a car in, in college till, till later in college. So I would take the bus to, to Staples Center and um, it was only a you know, two mile commute. But um, for, for me, it was a lot of like sacrificing Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. You know, my, my friends mm. were, I, I, you know, I, I was in a fraternity, so I had some fun in the beginning of my college uh, tenure, but really from like sophomore year on, it was laser focus of, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be at Staples Center at a Laker game or a Clipper game. Uh, so for me, I got my start with Clipper blog, which uh, I don't know if you remember uh, ESPN yeah. True Hoop, but it, it was basically for, for those who are unaware, it was like ESPN's version of SB Nation. So I got a break going into my sophomore year of college, uh, just writing for them. And, you know, that, that was for free. That wasn't paid. Uh, but the, the bonus was the creator of Clipper blog the, and the owner of Clipper blog is Kevin Arnovitz, who's a oh, accomplished yeah. NBA writer and editor at ESPN. Um, so having that connection allowed me to start freelance writing for ESPN LA, because at that time that was right when the Clippers ended up getting Chris Paul. So all of a sudden there was all this demand for Clipper content. So that kind of got my foot in the door. Then around the same time, I ended up interviewing and getting an internship uh, at Grantland, right? When it had just started, it was a few months old. Uh, so, so those two things at the same time really kind of got things in motion for me where um, I was basically like living at LA Live in, in Staples Center, you know. In, in and you were what, 19 or 20? Or? I was 18 at the time. Uh, oh, I, I, was, I was a young one. So um, yeah, so I was, you know, eight, like, you know, I, I think at the time I was the youngest person writing for ESPN, you know, in the, in the country. Um, so that, that was a really great experience for me. And I continued to freelance write for them through school. And again, it was like, you know, I, I did a, a little bit at the TV station, a little bit for, for the newspaper my, my senior year, but it was just, you know, why would I be covering college sports when I want to be covering the NBA and I yeah. have this opportunity. So I used that to, to get a, a job with Fox sports coming out of school was there a couple of years and went to ESPN for a couple of years, and now I've been at The Athletic for almost three years. Wow. So uh, I do, before we get to the Lakers, do, were you a big athlete growing up, or like what was the connection to the NBA? What, why'd you like it so much? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think growing up, um, you know, I, as a, a boy, you kind of feel that pressure to like find your sport, right? So I, I had done some soccer. My, my dad's Serbian, so, you know, soccer's huge mm. uh, in, in Serbia. Um, and then I, I done some karate and skateboarding and I tried different things, but nothing really was like my passion. And then, uh, just randomly at school one day, someone invited me to play basketball and I, I tried it and I fell in love with it. And, uh, I am tall, I'm, I'm six, five. So I, I've always been like a bigger kid. So that was an advantage for me, um, uh, playing basketball, but yeah, I played all through, uh, uh, you know, varsity senior year and, um, did, did that whole thing. But didn't play beyond that. And that, that was when I kind of shifted into journalism was, it was my senior year of like, okay, I'm not making the NBA. I'm not playing, <laughs> I'm not playing D one. Um, you know, maybe I could go play like a small D three school or something, but that, that wasn't at, at that point, my, my passion was analyzing the game. And it's funny, I, I've gone back to my childhood home and like actually found notebooks I had when I was like eight, nine, 10 of like writing down stats and like analyzing games I was watching. Like I've been doing that since I was like eight, nine. So, mm. um, I think you before even knowing that that was what I wanted to do. And I'm just very fortunate. I was able to kind of figure that out. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I, similar vibe I would do, you know, you had the nerf hoop on the, on like the door in the yeah. basement and I would like write down the actual teams. Okay. It's the bucks against the rockets. And I yeah. was just playing by myself and I'd be like, Oh, there's two points for, but this was like the 19, like 90 Houston Rockets or whatever the old team was. And I knew like every player uh -huh. and it sounds like you were really, really into it. But I got to ask, did you have a chance to play D3 hoops or no, were I you mean, like I, a 20 I didn't, point a game guy? No, no, or no, no, I was not. I was not. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's probably uh, like I, I had friends who, who played and I think it's, it. yeah, like it just wasn't 
something I was interested, like, you know, yeah. I, I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have the best high school experience in terms of just like, you know, I, I didn't love my coaches. Uh, mm. I'll just leave it at that. And yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I fell out of love of playing the game, but the, the analyzing the game and watching the game was still there. But, but I still had the experience of, you know, I haven't played it at a college level or a professional level, but I, I did play it at, you know, varsity. We made playoffs. Like, you know, I, I played um, against Anthony Brown, who ended up playing, uh, on the Lakers. It was a second round draft pick, uh, went to oh. Stanford. So like, I, I, you know, again, like I, I think for me though, I've made up for the lack, that lack of professional experience in mm-hmm. playing which is studying the game, studying stats and, yeah. and trying to know as much as I can. Yeah, that, no, that's cool, man. I, I love it. So, you know, you're covering the Lakers and you'd covered the Chris Paul Clippers. Um, I guess you covered some of the end of Kobe maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I was at Kobe's final game. Uh, okay, but, but and, yeah, some, you some know of now. You, I mean, now it's like LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you, were you in the bubble? I wasn't in the bubble, so okay. I, I was I was covering the Clippers at that time. So my, okay. my first two years at the Athletic, I covered the Clippers, and then in December, I got moved over to the Lakers beat. Not bad, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lakers. Uh, so I'll say this, Yovan. Right now, they're unwatchable. Like you turn on a game, it's Kyle Kuzma jacking bad shots, and you know Schroeder trying to make things happen. What's the latest on Anthony Davis? It's this, you know, it's almost seems like a mystery. We we're waiting and like there's nothing from the Lakers. Is this by design or? So I mean, to, to your first point, this is I, I think this last night against Orlando uh, was the least watchable game I've seen this season. It was just, mm. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know if you caught any of that game, but if you didn't, you're lucky because that that was just an eyesore. <laughs> that was really bad. Um, you know, both teams. I mean, they didn't crack a hundred points, which like in the modern game is, is almost impossible, impossible to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think with, with AD, you know, the, the update we got at the end of last week is that he has started on court work. That is very vague, obviously, you know, that can mean just shooting that can mean like dribble, like it, it, it wasn't specified what type of on court work. Now they, they said he is progressing and he's resumed on court activity, Um, you know, to my knowledge, he's not doing five on fives or, you know, he's not at that, you know, physical contact level. So, you know, if if I had to guess, I think he's out at least two more weeks um, and and potentially even three. Uh, And I I think it's a situation where they're just being extra cautious. And I do think it's going to be interesting to see how Andre Drummond fits in and what he can do in the short term, because, you know, this is a guy who has been accustomed to being a top two option, on his team. Now his teams have not had much success. He's only made the playoffs <laughs> twice in eight years, but he is a guy who, you know, even this season basically averaging 18 and 13, like he, he is a guy who will put up numbers. So I do wonder if maybe he's a shot in the arm for the Lakers that, that just gives them some energy. Uh, they've been really struggling to rebound the ball. I was just looking up the stats and, and, you know, since AD went down their 13th and rebound percentage since LeBron went down their 20th, uh, and they had Oof. been fourth in rebound percentage before AD's injury. So this was a dominant, big, you know, rebounding team that has really struggled without their two best players. So I think Drummond helps in that regard. Uh, but but I, I think his ability to maybe stop the bleeding a little bit is going to be vital here because that you know, as you said, they're tumbling down the standings. Yeah, they have the worst offense in the NBA since the LeBron and AD injuries. Like it's been really bad. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that bad. Worst. Yeah. Um, so. If it, let's just estimate, and again, I'm not going to hold you to this, but two to three weeks for AD sounds about right. Where are we on LeBron? That that one's uh, a mystery too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that that that's the thing. Like, if you if you want to be a Lakers pessimist, that that's kind of where you start. Is just we don't know the status of LeBron and AD. We don't know how long they're going to be out, and we don't know how long term these things are going to be because, um, you know, with, with LeBron, like uh, ankles are are nothing to play with, and especially with with a 36 year old like. You got to be really careful with that. That that doesn't. It's very easy to re-sprain an ankle, and then with AD, of course, the the, the calf and the Achilles area. That's something you definitely don't want to mess with. And you know, if that ends up being a more serious injury, that's potentially a career-altering injury. So, I think they're just being extra cautious. I, I do think for the Lakers, um, you know, th- they have a, a a baseline level of confidence because they are the defending champs. That you know, if they end up being the five or six seed, which I, I do think looks likely at this point. Oh, five uh, or six. That, that feels high kind of optimistic. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how long these guys are out. Um, I mean, they have that brutal seven game road trip coming up where the, yeah. they got the, the, the Clippers and the nets and the heat 
and even the Raptors, you know, now that they kept Kyle Lowry are still a feisty yeah. team. Charlotte's I, not a pushover. The Knicks with Thibodeau, yeah. like, I mean, they could go one and six on that trip. I, I wouldn't be shocked. If, and that's after the loss to the Bucks on Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously. Uh, and we don't know if Andre Drummond's playing. He, he said he, that's still to be determined. They're still figuring out. Cause he hasn't, remember he hasn't played since February 12th. So cool. he hasn't played in almost in over 40 days. Um, and, and especially as a, a seven footer, a heavier guy, you know, he's a good 270, 275, like, Ooh. being out for a month and a half and then coming back and playing right away, you know, you, you got, you kind of kind of ramp up for that. So I think they, they are in a tough spot, but I, I still come back to they've, they have the best defense in the NBA. They've re- maintained the best defense in the NBA without 80 and LeBron uh, in, in a season long aspect. You know, I think they're like 10th or 11th w- without those guys. But that to me is like, okay, if, if you give me LeBron and AD in a playoff series and you give me the best defense, I'm still probably going to pick that team. Now we don't know what, what, you know, if those guys are going to be healthy or what type of shape they're going to be in. So that, that's where I think there's an unknown, but if you are playing the long game here and just saying, we're going to be extra cautious with these guys, we're confident that we can at least be the six seed. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's the most realistic outcome is, is they end up as like the six seed, but we got to stay out of that seven uh, to 10 play in tournament because that would be a disaster if they have they to, would. you know, play in that. But I think if, if they can just be cautious with those two, keep them healthy, maybe get them some rest. Like who knows? Like they could actually come back, maybe rejuvenated a little bit, especially LeBron with, with the type of workload he's had. Um, you know, even if you're the five or six seed, you're going to be favored in the first round. And then once you get to the second round, it's kind of like, I, I just don't, I, I, I think it's going to matter maybe more in the finals, right? Where, where um, we'll, we'll see some of the accumulation of a harder playoff path, but I, I still like it. I mean, maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I'm, I, I don't know, but I, I still like LeBron and AD in a right. playoff series against basically anybody. So I'll, I'll put on my pessimistic hat here. I just looked this up. Anthony Davis has played 23 games this year. Correct. So last year the Lakers won the title and then they swapped out a bunch of guys. So AD's basically played 23 games I think with Schroeder, Gasol, Montrez Harrell, and it may even be less than that. I haven't checked to see if they missed any games during that time. And now you're you're working in Drummond, a new center who he hasn't played with, and he won't play with until they're both on the floor. You know, at the end of the season, that's a lot of new parts, Jovan. All of a sudden, I'm thinking like, huh, guys coming off injury, a lot of new parts who haven't worked well together or haven't ever played together. There's going to be a learning curve here. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think you're right. Um, I, I think, you know, like I do think that they, they have enough of the championship infrastructure from last season where, um, you know, LeBron and AD, of course, but uh, Alex Caruso, KCP, um, uh, THT was there. Like they still have some uh, Markeith Morris, like they still have some of those guys where yeah. it's not like a completely brand new rotation. Um, and you know, 23 games is not a lot, but mm-hmm. I think, I, again, I, I think it just comes down to the overwhelming talent of, um, you know, we, we know LeBron is LeBron, but AD has had a relatively down season by his standards, but if he gets back to that playoff AD that we saw in, in 2020, like I thought there were stretches in the bubble that he was better than LeBron. Like, you yeah. know, I, I thought that, um, if, you know, I thought LeBron deserved finals MVP, but if you're looking at like a playoff MVP, AD, I think what was right there, like, you know, neck and neck with LeBron. So it, it's going to depend on what version of him I think ultimately you get, but I, I, I'm a, look, I'm with you. I, I think there is some, there's a reasonable level for concern. I think they're going to be a lower seed than they should have been. If healthy, they're going to have a harder playoff path. And to your point that there's a lack of continuity and on-court chemistry uh, that, that's going to affect them. But I think for them, it's just like, you, you got to make the best of the situation. And um, I think it, it's just going to be figuring out, I'm fascinated by Drummond, how he fits, what's his role, how much is he going to play? Um, because you have two guys in Marcus Sol, Montrez Harrell, who were expecting to play starter level minutes. Like, you know, those two guys were kind of expecting yeah. to split that center spot. And now you're adding in a, a third guy who's going to start. I, I've been told he's going to start over Marcus Sol and, you know, going to probably play, you know, 26 to 30 minutes a night. So Mark and or Trez is going to get squeezed. And I'm interested to see how that affects those guys. Would your guess now be that it's going to be Gasol, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and, and I also reported this uh, on The Athletic that uh, I was told uh, 
th- that they're not going to waive him, you know, because that was that was a thought I had. Of like, wow, you, that would have well, been. Massive. I mean, I, I mean, I, th- I think if they had signed Drummond before the trade deadline, like there would have been some maybe a push from Mark or Trez to to try to get traded, right? Because I mean, it doesn't really make sense for for you know, like they now have this three headed center monster, and on top of that, you know, re- remember in the postseason they went away Maybe. from Javale and, and Dwight. Yeah. AD actually played 60% of his minutes at the five in the postseason. Mm. So if you're if you're looking at it like AD is going to play a, a chunk of his minutes at the five, you have Drummond who has to play. I mean, he's a two-time all-star, like still in his prime. He has to play a certain amount of time. Where are you finding these minutes for Montrez mm. Harrell and Marcus Gasol? So I think it's a fascinating challenge that uh, Frank Vogel and his coaching staff are, are going to have to figure out. Um, all right. In terms of opponents, I you know, I'm more scared right now of Utah. I'm sorry, of Denver than I am Utah and Phoenix. Is that crazy? Um, I I think you you can make that case. Uh, I actually think Utah to me is the, is the least scary of of the right, teams. Right, right. And they're going to be the number and, one. And seed. they're going to be the number one seed. So so um, so if the Lakers get in that playoff play in game, it's not the end of the world because then they would end up the eight seed and play Utah. Yeah, I mean, I I think. Uh, well, I mean, well, it depends. Uh, I forgot the exact rules of the play in because. I wasn't expecting the Lakers to be in it, but right. maybe, maybe I should brush up on this. Um, yeah. But but I do think it depends on you know it, what it's like. If seven plays ten, eight plays nine, and then the two winners play each other, and that winner is the mm. seven seed, and then the loser is the eight seed. So okay. I do think if they get in the play-in tournament, they'll probably end up being the seven seed. I have a hard time believing they're going to be any lower than seven, right? Okay. Um, you know, it would take a disaster for them to like miss the playoffs. <laughs> Um, which would be a crazy, like, you know. That would be awful. So so that would set up an opponent of likely Phoenix. I haven't looked at the schedules. Yeah. But probably Phoenix. Phoenix or the Clippers. How do you think they, I, personally, well, we'll get to the Clippers in a sec, but how do you think they match up with the Phoenix Suns? You know, we know Chris Paul's there. Devin Booker is, is difficult. But, I mean, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Bridges is okay on the wing. I, do, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that. LeBron and AD have considerable advantages there over their opponent. Yeah, I think that the front court advantage for the Lakers would be decisive in that series and, and probably be what tilts it. I will say, um, I, I think Devin Booker is a big matchup problem for them. You know, I, I don't think they have a great defense. Because even like, I think when you play the bigger wings, the the Kawhis, the Giannis's, the Kevin Durant's, that's where you're going to see LeBron take some of those guys or even Anthony Davis, you know, when they've played the Clippers the last couple of times, they've put Anthony Davis on Kawhi and he's done a decent job on him. Yeah. So I think you'll see that, but Devin Booker's too quick. You know, he, he's too quick for LeBron and AD. You're going to have to put uh Contavious Caldwell Pope or Alex Caruso or, or Dennis Schroeder. And I, I, I like Devin Booker's odds in those yeah. matchups. Right. So that's not, I don't think that's enough to swing a series, but I, I do think it's enough to maybe get a game or two in a series. Um, and I, I think the thing with Phoenix that, that, you know, is actually going to be a similar problem for the Lakers. If they face Utah or Phoenix is they do take a lot of threes. And I think if you look at some of the Lakers losses this season, you know, the Lakers are a very low volume three point shooting team in part because they are so good at getting to, you know, they, they live in the paint they're among the, the league leaders in points in the paint. They get to the free throw line a lot, but they don't have those knockdown shooters and they don't take a lot of threes. And I think if you, you see some of the formula for beating the Lakers this season, it's been a wide disparity in three point attempts and makes. Mm. And, and Phoenix is one of those teams that can hit 15 to 20 threes in a given night. And if the Lakers are only getting seven, eight, nine threes and Phoenix is hitting 20, that's a big gap that yeah. even if you have that advantage inside, you might still lose the game. So I do think teams like Phoenix and Utah w- would give me a little bit of a scare for the Lakers just because I don't think they can keep up with their shooting. And we've seen how important shooting is. But ultimately, I think the front court advantage is decisive for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I, I would still probably pick them in like six games over Phoenix. Okay. what And then what about Lakers-Utah? That one's a little trickier because Utah has Rudy Gobert, right? It, who yeah. is probably the favorite for defensive player of the year. Um, I, I think he's become an underrated offensive player. Like I think people just talk about him like this roller and an offensive rebounder but like he has a little you know he has a hook shot you know he, he's seven two it's hard to defend him inside so mm-hmm. i think he could cause some problems um but ultimately i just look at them and i think you know i think mitchell will, will cause some similar problems to booker i, I think booker is a better shooter than, than mitchell but i i do think um the defense is an issue where if you actually i mean if you look at their actual rotation like gobert is holding everything up himself 
And, yeah. and we've seen, um, you know, teams attack them like, like Houston in recent years, just going super small and, and really stretching out Gobert. And I think with Anthony Davis at the five, the Lakers can do that, right? Like that, that's kind of the, the versatility of Anthony Davis at the five is you can play, you know, inside or outside with him. And if he's taking threes and, and jumpers, he has to be making them, but I think they could stretch out Gobert and, and almost force Utah's hand into potentially adjusting. So um, I think ultimately, uh, you know, Utah is a little small in the perimeter. I don't think they quite have elite perimeter defense. So I think LeBron and AD are going to have their way in that yeah. series as well. Bogdanovich or Ingles don't really scare you, but this yeah. is another three-point heavy team. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, where, that's where I think the Lakers will probably lose like one game in each series against these elite shooting teams where they just get outshot and can't keep up. Which brings us to the team we'll wrap up with, uh, the Clippers. I personally, I'm not a buyer mm-hmm. in this team. They, 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 you listen, you covered them closely. I, why do I keep saying there's a whiff of fraudulence here, Jovan? I, I, no leader, no rim protection, no point guard. The clutch stats remain bad. I mean, you, we said yeah, it yeah. over a month ago. Yeah. Oh, small sample size. Well, guess what? They're still terrible in the clutch. Yeah, like yeah. the numbers bear it out that defensively they're very bad when it matters. And I know they have a good point differential. And, you know, you got people gassing up Ty Lue for coach of the year. But I, I don't know, Jovan. Am I being too negative on them? Are you, you telling me you're not a Jean Rondo fan? <laughs> I like I like playoff Rondo, but to expect a guy to come in and be your your yeah. leader in the huddle in the playoffs when he's been there for like eight minutes. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think that um, I, I've, I mean, I, I said it. You know, we, we spoke what a few weeks ago uh, on your radio show, and yeah. Um, I, I, st- I still said then that I think that the Clippers are the biggest threat. Um, I, I'll. I guess I'll maintain that. I mean, I, I do think uh, to, to our kind of our, our earlier discussion, like Denver is really interesting to me. And, and I think Aaron Gordon can replicate a lot of what Jeremy Grant gave them and, and probably even at a higher level because you know now, now we're looking at Grant differently with, with what he's doing in Detroit, but he was yes. not doing that in, in no. Denver. And he was not he doing that. He didn't make his shots. He wasn't great no. offensively against the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. And and he was good defensively against Kawhi, but he was not helping them offensively in that series. So I think Aaron Gordon could provide some of that defense with the cutting and, and the scoring and pick and roll stuff. So um, I like Denver a lot more now. But as far as the Clippers, um, I still think it just comes down to they have Kawhi, who I believe in. You know, I, I still think that at his peak, uh, you know, we're not far removed from what he did in Toronto. Uh, I thought last postseason, uh, he ended up just running out of gas because he was having to do so much for the Clippers. And that could be an issue again. You know, we'll see, kind of like, you know, Paul George was very up and down in the postseason. And if he does that again and it's all on Kawhi, you know, I think the Clippers are going to run into a similar wall. Uh, but I, th- I thought Kawhi had a really good postseason up until those last few games of the Denver series. Uh, Paul George, as I said, was up and down, had some really high moments, obviously had some really low moments hitting the side of the backboard. Um, but uh, like, I, I think I do like the, the rest of the, like, I think Serge Ibaka is probably a better playoff player than a Montrez Harrell. I, I think his okay. game translates more. Um, I look at Rondo. I, I think playoff Rondo is more li- like Lou Williams has quietly been pretty awful in the playoffs yeah. for the last few years. And aside from that warrior series in 2019, if you look at his playoff numbers, like his dip in field goal percentage is like eight to 10% every postseason. So Lou is really sneakily. And that's not even to mention his defense where teams will target him defensively. Yeah, so yeah. Lou's quietly been like a, a very detrimental playoff player. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I think, a big thing for them is Pat Beverly's health. Like you, you see the record with Pat Beverly without, I don't know if you want to rely on that. Right. But it, they are a much better team with Pat Beverly. Um, Nick Batum is, is or, or, or wait, hold on. Them. Is it just that Reggie Jackson is that bad? It might be that. And that's where Rondo helps though. Right. So right, I, right. I do think that they, I, I think they have the, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like I think their, their variance is probably higher than Utah, Denver, and Phoenix where like Utah, Denver, and Phoenix are probably going to be at like, a seven or an eight for the most part where the Clippers, like they might give you a five performance, but they could also give you a nine or a nine and a half. Mm, I think their yeah. ceiling is higher. Like the Clippers at their best, I, you know, this is, I think the Clippers at their best are better than those three teams. Like if, if everyone's playing at their ceiling, I think the Clippers ceiling is higher because they have Kawhi and PG. Now, can they get there consistently? Can they get there four times in a, in a playoff series? That is TBD. Um, but to me, I will take the higher ceiling and ultimately say, 
I think that they're probably the biggest threat to the Lakers, but they could easily lose in round one or round two. And I wouldn't be shocked. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of outcomes for for the Clippers, I think, this postseason. Let me just, I don't want to end on a downer, but Jovan, you know, LeBron's been in LA for three years now. He got hurt the first year. And then he won a title. They had like a four-month break. And now he's hurt again. And he is 36. Just being a realist, okay, we're seeing Blake Griffin got, you know, a buyout market. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, you could pick him up for whatever. Chump change. These are former All-Stars in their 30s. Younger than LeBron. Done. I mean, they're relegated to 10-minute game guys. How much longer of peak LeBron can we realistically expect? Realistically, Jovan. It's 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 crazy because, <laughs> like, I don't know. Th- think about like four years ago. If someone asked you that, what would you have said? Probably another year or two. Yeah, like, year, year or two. And, I mean, and, hell, three months ago, <laughs> or maybe not three. Two months ago, LeBron might have been the MVP leader. Yeah, with Embiid, and now it's like, well, sh- how much longer do we have of this guy? I mean, I, I even wrote it. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I might have jinxed it. I wrote it the day before he got injured oh. against Atlanta. Oh. I wrote a column saying I still think LeBron. Um, like, you know, I, I think he had lost his standing in the MVP race and then coming out of the all-star break, they started, they won their first four games. Mm-hmm. He, he put up two triple doubles. Uh, he, in his other one, he had a, like a 40 point game or 35 or whatever. And I was like, this dude's like coming out of the gate. And, and he even said it in his first press. He's like, you know, I'm dialing it up. You're like my gear, I'm going to gear four. I'm going to go to gear five, six, seven, you know, for the playoffs. So I was like, this is dude's coming out of the gate hot and, and is really amping up his play. And the Lakers are winning now without AD, which they hadn't been at first. So I was like, he's back to being the MVP. And then now here we are, he gets injured and, and probably lost the award. Um, but I, I would guess, I don't know, two, two, like probably two more years at a, I know it's crazy. Uh, I would say two more years at an elite level. And, and then maybe that third year is when we start to finally see the decline. Like at 30, like I just have a hard time seeing 39-year-old LeBron. 39. <laughs> now, the, now somebody out there is listening. is like, oh, well, Tom Brady, uh, he's not falling off. He just won a Super Bowl. But it's, it's different. different, man. Yeah, he doesn't have to play defense. Yeah, yeah, Tom Brady's barely on the field. Come on. I mean, LeBron's got to guard the best guy. You just talked about Le- LeBron. He's going to guard Kawhi and Paul George. And then he's got to run an offense. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be I mean, pessimistic. I, 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 but Yeah, I will say to your point, though, he has gotten injured two of the last three seasons. And yeah. this is a guy that's been basically a cyborg for his entire career where, you know, he's only missed over 10 games in a season twice. This is now going to be the, the third time. And, you know, so maybe there is some vulnerability there, right? And, and a little bit, like you got to think at, at, at 36. But even then, uh, I thought it was crazy that I, I'm, I'm sure you saw the play, but, you know, I was sitting diagonally. I, I see um, Solomon Hill fall into his leg and I didn't see it was his ankle. I just saw him fall and, and hold his leg. And I was like, oh, he just tore up his knee. Like, he's he's done. He's done for the season. Oh, jeez. Then he gets up, ties his shoes, comes back in, hits a three. Gets, Makes a three. That's gets right. his double-digit uh, scoring streak, c- keeps that going, and then comes out. But, I mean, we've seen that so many – like, I've seen that three or four times already this season where you think LeBron <laughs> suffers an injury. He just ties his shoe a little tighter, comes back out, and keeps playing. So, yeah. even now, like – it's a you know it's a, it's a right ankle sprain. He's I think they're just being cautious with him, and I feel like AD and LeBron will probably be back uh, by like late April, right? So mid to late April. So so like three more weeks. Yeah, I think th- three to four more weeks we will see both of them back. Um, yeah. And I, I could be wrong on that, but uh, if that's the case, then that gives them a good three week ramp up to the playoffs, and and that isn't ideal, but the Lakers are just gonna have to make the best of it. Yeah. And they probably will win the title again. All right, Jovan <laughs> Buha covers uh, the Lakers for The Athletic. Congrats on all your success, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Mi nombre es Valentina Vivas Castañeda. Soy una estudiante en Fresno State. Juego fútbol y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debes ser fuerte. Pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda. Que está bien no sentirse bien. Ve a CalHope.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles. O llama a la línea de ayuda al 1-833-317-HOPE. La esperanza vive aquí en California. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 
you're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.